If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings, welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast. It's our 2023 ISPS Hander Championship Tips Podcast. It's episode 254. The returning Barry O'Hanrahan and Paul Williams join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections for this week's DP World Tour Action in Japan. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit BeGambleAware.org for more information and, of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world-famous golf betting system website with Paul's in-depth betting preview, course form statistics combined with current form stats, really useful for this week in Japan, plus our brand spanking new predictor model, which I've used this morning. All of these features, like this podcast, are all completely free of charge with no paywall. We are available on Twitter. Barry's at a good talk golf. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available. Along with the Golf Betting Show, if you're listening to this on the YouTube channel, please press the like button. Now, you guys, as listeners, power this podcast, so we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. Very important. Please keep them coming. I think I worked out last week, <clears throat> we're approaching 900 five-star reviews globally. Mm. So please Fantastic. keep them coming. It is so much appreciated. Now, this one is entitled Six Stars. They've given us five, clearly, but it's a six stars is the title. A six-star podcast with great in-depth discussion. Been listening for a couple of years and one of my favourites. That is from Scott. He's from Aberdeen but he's actually now in Australia. Scott, thank you for your five-star review. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I think that's, that must be our first six-star review, Stephen. Definitely. They've upgraded. Nice, I love it. Broken the barrier. Absolutely, yeah. We're setting new trends. Talking about setting trends, Paul, you've done it again. Now, I can remember this, This you know, I remember this stuff. Farmers Insurance Open in Japan. Japan in January... You hit the winner, John Roll. Oh, no, was it Max Homer you had? Max Homer, yeah. That's right. And you got second place in Keegan Bradley. Did indeed. You've done it again this week. Congratulations. Matty yeah. Fitzpatrick, 28 to 1, in a playoff with your other selection, Jordan Speed, 20 to 1. And even Ches Reevy, he, he was sniffing around for an each way payout as well at some ridiculous set of odds. Well played. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame Ches couldn't sneak into the places as well. He was right on the fringes of it, wasn't he? For, mm. for big spells of that. But yeah, I, I don't like playoffs at the best of times. But having both of the players both in the so. playoffs, I don't think I've ever had that. <laughs> you can't lose. Does, no, it does take the pain out of the uh, out of the equation. As it was um, from a DraftKings perspective, I'd have been better off had Spieth won rather than Fitz. But listen, you can't take it all can you and 
a very worthy champion, Matt Fitzpatrick, in front of his family, um, in front of his girlfriend, uh, on the course that he has been going to since he was a since he was a youngster. Uh, it meant a lot to him, and uh, yeah, great to see. And uh, yeah, really nice result as well uh, from uh, from a punting perspective. So very pleased with that. And you got a bit of a uh, Tigala back each way action as well. So a very uh, productive week overall. I did. <clears throat> I worked in reverse last week. Uh, I started with Kuja, who uh, bottled it in the final round. Uh, Tigala. Thomas, because of the value. There was one more in there, I forgot. And the final selection was either Matt Fitzpatrick. And then I persuaded myself that all of these winners recently have been 18, 20 to 1. So I went for Morikama. <clears throat> I think Morikara after round one was fourth for tee to green and Stone last for putting. He lost mm. over four shots on the greens. Yeah. Um, but that's Colin Morikara. You can't really complain, can you? Um, I'm actually doing some US Open research right now on the Los Angeles Country Club. And um, uh, you, you just you look at the course, you look at its location, this is literally uh, Belvedere and Beverly Hills... Um, it's uh, the the play the Playboy Mansion is adjoining the course. I think it's like the twelfth green. Mm. It's a mad spot, um, and it just screams. And I actually watched Matt Fitzpatrick this morning winning the U.S. Open last year at Brookline, and how he played that golf course. And it does scream both Matthew Fitzpatrick and Colin Morikawa for the U.S. Open this golf course. I don't know how I got onto that, but I suppose it's the fact that my mind's completely on the US Open at the moment, in June. And they'll be finishing just behind Max Homer, presumably. <clears throat> well, we've already got Max Homer covered, haven't we? <laughs> there are Riviere... I know it's a Thomas design, and he designed Riv as well. There are tinges of Riviera in it, but it's far more extreme. Far more extreme. I mean, some of the elevation changes on this golf course are amazing. Like 80 feet on one hole, and then it's 70 feet down from the tee on the next. It's pretty serious stuff. Yeah, Great golf course. to look forward to. But yes, I mean, <clears throat> I think a, a, a lot of the golf at the moment is trying to move your pieces into a place where you're actually getting your head around the majors and where these players fit into that mm. kind of equation. Yeah. I mean, I was watching JT last week, and he's all over the place. It's just... <clears throat> one, you know, at some stage the driver's way off, and then he's putting it to six feet all of the time, and you know it's three putt city. It's it's not good from JT, but 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 congratulations, and it was great to see Sahith Tagala cover my week effectively. Mm. Yeah. Uh, He's a great player, Tagala. He 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 basically went round there the Jordan Spieth way. He was fifth for strokes gained putting and first for strokes gained around the green. It was all short game mastery. Gets a top five finish. Yeah. Did yeah, there's different ways to cut that, isn't there? The, the tournament you can navigate your way around in a yeah, a, a more Spieth like yeah. fashion, as you say. You're not winning you're not winning the US Open that way. <laughs> in a couple of months' time, that's that is the no. issue. But he's a good player, that Tagala. Um, I got it wrong last week. You know, I kept saying he was the second highest in the world rankings without a win. I received a tweet yep. 
to just tell me he's actually the third highest because I forgot Cam Young. Yeah, of course. So it's Cam Young. Now it's Sahith Degala because he's moved above Tommy Fleetwood in the world rankings. They're the three highest ranked players without a win on the PGA Tour. Mm. Congratulations, Paul. That's a, to, to get a 1-2 twice and we're in mid-April on the PGA Tour is a phenomenal effort. Yeah, I'll have to start playing the um, the dual forecast markets, won't I? That might be the way forward. Barry, <laughs> did you have any bets at the that- RBC Heritage? No, it's hard to get bets on from Portugal. I did I did get one on on the exchange, but yeah, other than that, geo blocked. Yeah. And wasn't wasn't um I didn't have time to put in any research, so I wasn't too motivated to go in depth and go via VPN and everything, but yeah, a lot of the bookies have really good VPN kind of tracking and they can figure out mm. that you're on one and still block you anyway, so um, that's a serious week, guys. Both of you, like Paul. Congratulations! That was um, must have been a very enjoyable thing watching a uh, win-win situation in the playoff and such high-quality golf. Yeah, a very rare thing, Barry. I think that that uh, would be described as. But yeah, no, pleasing. Um, I just I, I want to just quickly recap on his winning numbers, Fitzpatrick, because that was one of the things that we got from the um, that five-star review a few weeks ago. Just recap on how he, how the winner wins. Strokes gained approach. We said all the time, didn't we? Fitzpatrick, fifth for approach. He was 13th for around the green. His tee to green number was three. So it, it follows the numbers from last week absolutely perfectly. It really does. Mm. He was 20th for strokes gained putting. And the scrambling number. We said scrambling all along, didn't we? Yeah. Scrambling was more important than greens and reg, putting average, everything. Matthew Fitzpatrick was first for scrambling last week at the RBC Heritage. Yeah. It is the perfect, perfect set of numbers for a winner. Mm. Ches Reedy, by the way, was second for scrambling. He'd, um, yeah, he'd finished third for scrambling on his previous start, so the short game was, um, was, was firing. Yeah. Uh, you know, his game was firing as well after that uh, neck injury, which uh, that uh, kind of just held him back a little bit in the, in the previous weeks. Very good for him. Now, Barry, you away holidaying and enjoying yourself in Portugal. We can tell that from the flu that you've now got, which is clearly purely alcohol induced from last week. <laughs> can you remember the Masters I did, you weren't around last week and Paul and I clearly went through our Masters review what were your I'll give you a couple of minutes if you can actually speak for a couple of minutes on were they, what we, What was just your view on the Masters how did you enjoy it what, what were your takeouts um, Ram I mean just straight to Sunday Ram was so good it was it was um it was a pleasure to watch. He, he, like, you know, he wasn't perfect, but uh, just seemed so in control and, you know, getting to watch, you know, the, let's say, I was, I was kind of thinking about it from a perspective of looking back and watching like the one hour shows they do, you know, like the 2023 20, Masters or, you know, the ones from before. And I think he'll be even more impressive than that. He'll, he'll stand out at that, like, elite level of masters winner sunday clinic 
that, that was that was my kind of feeling and watching it and trying to process what I was watching in real time as he was cruising to victory. Mm. Um, mm. And and it took a lot for me to get to that point because on Thursday, after seeing Brooks hit a couple of shots and at two under par, I jumped on the Brooks train and backed him on the exchange and had a nice price. Um, so I was... Brooksy the whole way. I didn't have Ram. And um, so I had to swallow the Brooks loss and I didn't hedge it off or anything like that. I had to swallow that while watching Ram do it to him as well. So um, yeah, that kind of from a gambling perspective, yeah, wasn't great, but um, it's just really good to see what Ram did. And, you know, that led me to the final thing of kicking myself for recognizing that the three of us got our, got ourselves into an echo chamber like and f- like forgot to talk about ram forgot to even consider him we just got swept up in the rory scotty scheffler thing mm. and for some ridiculous reason you know ram has a couple of 30 30th place finishes one withdrawal because he was ill and all of a sudden yeah. we've written we've written him off i yeah. i don't know how we allowed that to happen um yeah, that was a bit dumb. <laughs> so, well, it wasn't just us, Barry, because you know, of the players at the top of the market, he was the one who was attracting far less money, far less attention. And uh, yeah, you know, three wins earlier in the season, and uh, as you say, everyone gets quickly blinkered by a, you know a, a more recent set of indifferent results, which uh, mm. potentially don't mean a great deal. And I wonder, I mean, maybe there's a, a certain thing to that, that he wasn't burning mental energy in those mm, yeah. events nearest to the Masters. So he's time sure. to kind of like build up the reserves again. I mean, it's easy. Everything's easy in hindsight. Um, I mean, my overall feel about the Masters um, this year, really enjoyed it. Uh, loved seeing the longer approach shots into 13. That was just added that little bit more of... Um, question mark to the viewer and what was going to happen and i thought that was a really great thing to have back um so i think in a year where the course i mean it seems like every year the masters is just getting deluged by rain before beforehand but i think in a year where the course might be playing a little bit firm and fast they'll be ripping it around the corner and they'll be going in with the short clubs again um so maybe maybe the maybe that's the distance they go back on the tee capped but then if they bring in the reduced flight golf ball that will make us that will kind of hold the hole um, and the integrity of the hole for the long term um yeah I, Rid- ridley overall, the chairman said ridley the chairman said he's behind that theory isn't he he's behind the the golf ball yeah, yeah. And, you know, you wonder whether they'll be the ones that push the envelope even more because it's a model local rule. They can, I think you have a bit more freedom to go as far as you want. So maybe, I mean, it's not financial, maybe it's not financially the smartest thing in the world or viable to do it, but maybe they do go for an even more aggressively reduced flight ball for the Masters. It'll be interesting, um, and it look like everything. It's going to take time, but it's good to see that there's something happening, um, because seeing pros play, you know, just hit driver wedge on a lot of the you know the courses they play is you lo- you're losing elements of the game of golf that 
we all mm. experience and you're losing parts of the challenge that of the game it's just removed from um a lot of these long hitters they don't have to hit these um middle iron long iron shots i mean the crazy thing is you see like some of the distances they hit the ball anyway like they're hitting seven iron you know for these 199 200 yards you know par threes yeah um yeah actually sorry i'll I'll, before my rant will be over the the one thing that was really um had us talking quite a lot over the uh the masters weekend was how good the pros are at hitting the ball enormous distances in very optimal conditions let's say the dome condition they can hit the ball just bananas distance but as soon as the weather comes in and um you've got some wind a bit of rain their ball like the, the those optimal launch conditions are gone and their ball is not traveling anywhere near like, the the drop the drop off in distance is unbelievable you're seeing guys carrying driver 235 240 and that's um to us that kind of showed how good they are in optimal conditions but they re you know once those optimal conditions disappear they do they do seem to suffer to the extent that we as regular golfers feel like we suffer in those conditions mm. i don't know if i've put that in a way that makes sense to anybody but um, yeah. trying to arrange my thoughts out there yeah no interesting point interesting point any takeouts for the PGA championship that they're playing at oak hill this could be uh late may damp cold likely soft condition victor hovland's then if it's really soft i mean it's yeah. And he, he now, like, I mean, more so than ever, he's going to have in his head short game, short game, short game, short game. Um, and I saw him hit enough good. You know, the guy can hit good short game shots. I think it's just the overall consistency. So he's got a bit of time to to really pound on that. Because the long game is so good. Yeah. I watched him on Thursday. By the way, Matt Fitzpatrick was in the wrong side of the draw by almost two shots. Hmm. The AM, PM um, were heavily penalised. Mm. That just shows you. But I watched Hovland on Thursday hit that seven under, was it? He, that that yeah. round of golf. When he's on, that boy is unbelievable. Mm. Fantastic player. He was, uh, what was he? 26th for tee to green last week. Bearing in mind he was first round leader. 73rd and last for strokes game putting. But yes, in general, is off is ball striking off the tee and his approach play, especially when golf courses soft. I said this last year when he was leading for me at Bay Hill at halfway. Then the wind came, then the course firmed up, and he slowly sank. Say that he sank, he finished T two. But you give him <laughs> a soft golf course with greens that are, are slow and relatively flat, he will take that golf course apart. Mm. So yeah, I can see that for the PGA. <clears throat> I can see that. Right, have, should we move on to this week's uh, golf? We, we, for listeners, we are um, we're not covering the Zurich team event. Um, I can't stand it, and um, I fancy a week off. So, 
it's nice to get at least one week off um, at some point during the golfing calendar. Otherwise, you'd be working pretty much for 50 weeks a year. So we're off this week on the PJ Tour. But, of course, Paul hasn't had any DP World Tour action for a while. And we've got a very interesting event. The first time the DP World Tour has actually run a uh, an event or co-sanctioned event in Japan. Mm. So in terms of best bookmaker for the ISPS Handa Championship, we are highlighting Bet365. Who has ever have their each-way extra market available, which gives you the option to increase or decrease the number of places when you are betting pre-event on the ISPS Handa to win outright market. Paul has used their eight places each way at 50-odds market, specifically on three of his four selections this week. We recommend Bet365 if you are 18 plus and do not have a Bet365 sports account. You can find details of their current Bet £10, get £30 in free bets, new customer promotion, plus a link through to that very offer with T's and C's in the podcast description. Don't forget to use the bonus code. Paul, what is that bonus code? Sport 30, Steve. Sport 3-0. Dead easy to remember that one. When registering. There you go. <clears throat> I've actually placed a couple of bets with Bet365. Eight places each way this morning on my two mm. selections for the ISPS hander. Over to yeah. you then, mate. You've you've done all the homework. You've You've scratched about for course information. Can I just say, before you crack on, if you are looking, because of course it's difficult, we're dealing with a golf course that we've barely seen before, unless you are an absolute Japan golf tour aficionado, we have got on the website a combined stats model available from the homepage sheet where you've got current form of the whole field and course form because this event has been played in various different years on the Japan Golf Tour in different guises. So Paul has done a hell of a lot of work to make it easy for you. So, well, I will put a link to that in the podcast description, that page, because it is so useful. Well, over to you, Paul. Yeah, it gives us a gives us a starting point, at least, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be back, isn't it? You know, it's been a. They always do this kind of extended break around the Masters, the DP World Tour, which. Um, well, yeah, I've noticed you've got this good. week, and then you haven't got any action next week. And I know we've got um, uh, South Korea next week. Oh right, okay. So, yeah, so right. that one's been snuck into the uh, snuck into the schedule. Yeah, we've got uh, Japan this week, South Korea next week, and then we hit the uh, the mainland mainland Europe. The week after, as we, as we go into May, so we'll get back to some more regular Italy, um, yeah, yeah, and some of the events and some of the courses that we're a bit more familiar with from May onwards, which will be, which will be nice. Um, this week, though, it's the ISPS Hander Championship. Um, that's been played. Well, this is being played at PGM Ishioka Golf Club um, in uh, Japan, just to the north of uh, Tokyo, over there on the east side. Co-sanctioned affair, as Steve said, field of 144. So we've got a mix of DP World Tour players and predominantly Japan Golf Tour players as well. Um, a few Asian Tour players, a few of the feeder tours as well. But generally, uh, the bulk of DP World Tour or Japan Golf Tour players. Uh, it's the DP World Tour players, as you'd expect, I guess. Um, it's the DP World Tour players who dominate the market. Um, from a betting perspective, Rasmus Hoygaard, 
16 to 1 favourite. He was chalked up at 14 to 1, has been drifting a little bit. So, has he been no injured? Partic- no, not particularly. He's only played not twice that- this year. Yeah, it's, uh, nothing serious anyway. It's um, Both of the Hoy guards were due to be um, teeing up this week, but Nikolai has taken the uh, special temporary membership over on the um, PGA Tour, so yeah. he's not here this week. So yeah, Rasmus is at the top. Um, tends to be put into that position, doesn't he? It's either him or Bob McIntyre when they play in this kind of level of stuff. So Rasmus is there, but no early money that I can see for him. Christian Bezwaden, who... At twenty to one, he's been playing um, overseas or playing, playing on the PGA Tour, isn't he? So um, there's some form there to dig into. Should you fancy a bit of Christian this week? Uh, Bob McIntyre just mentioned Lucas Herbert twenty-two to one, Jordan Smith twenty-five to one. First, of the locals in the betting is Rikuya Hoshino twenty-five to one. Now he's been very heavily backed, and um, as Steve alluded to, those um, stat sheets, the combined sheets, will yeah. tell you why. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, he's red hot and he's finished second and first in the last two years. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that hasn't escaped many an eagle-eyed punter, and he's been backed into twenty-five to one um, from uh, from the early exchanges with the uh, with the bookmakers. Antoine Rosner twenty-eight to one. Yannick Paul thirty to one. 33 to 1 bar those top uh, eight or so players. Now, ball sports are eight places each way, a fifth of the odds of their standard market. Steve's mentioned bet 365 each way extra. Both of those bookies, well worth a look this week if you fancy the extra places on your bets. And of course, there's lots of unknowns this week, so taking a, an extra place or two may not be such a bad ploy. Um, given what we do or don't know this week. Anyway, what we do know, PGM Ishioka, it is another Jack Nicholas design. We've seen a few recently. The last two um, events that we played in South Africa were both Jack Nicholas designs. Next week is a Jack Nicholas design as well. He's almost got a, um, a foothold, a complete uh, monopoly on the uh, DP World Tour, it would seem at the moment in terms of designs. But yes, another Jack Nicholas design. Um, he described it. And I'm sure you'll see this mentioned many, many times in previews if you read a few this week. He described it as the best golf course I know of in Japan. Uh, very, very modest words there from the designer. But uh, it does, it looks a cracker. Um, it's one of these short Parkland affairs, tree-lined, um, 7,039 yard past 70, just a couple of par fives, uh, four sub 400 yard par fours as well. So... Um, it looks quite attackable. It does look very attractive in terms of the course style and design as well. Uh, we have, um, and again, just going back to the stats, we do have 10 events that have been hosted on this course over the years, going back to 2002, which is where my uh, records start. Um, but predominantly on the Japan Tour, also um, one on the Japan Challenge Tour as well, the Bima TV Tour. So there's some course form from some of the players there. Plenty of results. Of course, most of the DP World Tour players are seeing this for the first time. So you won't find much or any uh, records against most of the top end DP World Tour players as they are seeing it for the first time. We should have played this last year, actually. This is one of the events that was t- uh, penciled in to be um, making its debut 12 months ago but didn't happen because there were still some lingering concerns about the pandemic at the time so um, it was uh, it was pushed back to just local players last year 
which was a shame. But of course, 12 months on, um, the world is in a far more stable position, thankfully. And uh, and we'll be seeing it this week. Um, weather looks good. Um, well, it looks good for Thursday anyway. Sunny, temperatures in the mid-70s, kind of 25-ish uh, in terms of centigrade. Um, rain on Friday though, um, cooler and sunny over the weekend, not much wind around at all for the four days. Bit of rain leading into this week too, so um, the event should be low scoring, the course should be relatively soft and relatively scorable. So um, yeah, I'm expecting quite a few birdies. Uh, and that kind of comes out, if you look at the last three winners here, just to give us an idea of the scoring. At 2021, this was the one that was played on the Japanese... Uh, challenge tour, the feeder tour there. Konosuke Nakazoto. Um, I, I must apologise for my pronunciation already because this is going <laughs> to, as we go through some of these players, it's going to, I'm going to butcher them. But at anyway, least Steve, at least Steve isn't doing it this week. Well, I haven't even started <laughs> with mine yet, so we, we were in a whole world of hurt. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so uh, Nakazoto won in 2021, 18 under through 54 holes. So that gives you an idea, an average of six under per round. 2022, there were two events held here, um, both of them on the Japan Tour. Yuto Katsugura, um, he won at 24 under. And then the aforementioned Rikua Hushino at 22 under. So 18 under through 54, 24, 22 under. It suggests to me that a winning score this week, particularly with a relatively soft course, um, low 20s, I expect 21, 22, maybe up to 24 under, something like that, could well be the winning score. Unless there's some late DP World Tour intervention and they've uh, grown the rough six inches and uh, tightened the fairways, but it doesn't appear to be the case. I expect we're going to see lots of uh, lots of red numbers here. Just to underline that, going all the way back to 2003, the winner that week, Masahiro Kuramoto, he shot 59 here in the first round on his way to victory. So um, we're seeing lots of low scores, 59. So that was a pay, played as a past 71 that week. Um, so he shot 12 birdies, uh, no bogeys for 59. So plenty of scoring is possible here. Now, I've listed in my preview, there were some basic stats uh, for some of the Japan Tour events that have been held here going back to 2004. So I've listed where I can just to give us a flavour of the kind of skill sets that have been required of the players. Now, of course, no strokes gain data. It's all just basic skill stat data. But to put it into context, Hoshino, um, eighth for fairways hit, first of greens in regulation when he won here last year. Katsugura, at third for fairways, first again for greens and regulation. Very consistent stats. Off the tee, hitting stacks of greens is the key. In fact, if you look back of the seven events that we do have stats for, five of the winners, five of the seven winners topped greens and regulation on the week. So if you were to pick just one stat out, if you're working through the predictor model this week and you're looking for players who um, could fit this course, Greens in regulation would appear to be the most tangible stat that we can pick out of this data so far. Mm. Uh, the only other thing to pick out of that those stats, really, most of the players were kind of middle-ish or longer from off the tee as well. Now, this is only a, a short course, 7,000 yard past 70. But, you know, sometimes you find in these kind of courses that players who can be aggressive on the right holes 
um, can take on the short par fours. They can hit the fairways off the par fives, and you know you're only getting two looks at par fives. But if you're making birdie or potentially eagle on those par fives um, throughout your four days, then you're giving yourself a real advantage over your over the opposition. You you've got to take advantage of those. So it does make a level of sense that if you're aggressive enough and straight enough, total driving potentially. Um, to to give yourself a a chance of making uh, hay on these scoreable holes, and then you know there are a couple of uh, tougher holes in there. There's a couple of holes that have been converted from par fives for the for the members to par fours for this week. Both of them around about the 500 yard mark. Now they shouldn't cause too much in in terms of problems for the professionals, but they're not going to be as scoreable, of course, um, if they were 20 yards longer and called a par five. So. Um, yeah, I think overall we're just going to need to find players that um, that can hit um, enough of the fairways further up and hit an awful lot of greens, and then uh, just hope they have a decent week on the greens to uh, to give themselves a, a fighting chance at the right kind of um, the right kind of winning total. I think uh, I've, I've listed some other stats on the on the preview as well. The only other things I think we should really pick out um, each of the ten winners that have won here. Had at least one top 20 finish in one of their previous six starts. So um, coming in with just a string of missed cuts wouldn't appear to be the best way to attack this. And uh, six, of the, six of the 10 winners had a previous top 10 finish here. Now, of course, many of the better, well, better inverted commas players here this week, are, they're going to be seeing the course of the first time. So, you know, perhaps that's going to change. Perhaps the, um, the those that have previously seen the course... Um, have a small advantage in that respect, but you know, generally Hoshino aside, they're a bit further down the uh, bit down the bit further down the list. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Boil it down. Soft, scorable. Lots of birdies. Get your drive away. Hit some greens. I think that's the order of the day. Um, you know, none of us will have seen the course, so I think it's going to be a a a learning curve for all of us. Looks a bit. Um, Kind of England Parklandish from uh, from the pictures mm. to me. You know, you could pick out some similarities to uh, you know a, a kind of a, a scorable Wentworth or a, you know even a you know and one of one of the Italian Open tracks that's tree lined but a little bit wider that encourages um, low scores as well. Would seem to be the uh, seem to be the order of the day. Like anyway, it does, kept look, it, it does look an attractive course from the uh, images I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it should uh, be yeah, be an you know, Let's see if they stick there for a few years. It'd be nice, nice for that uh, alliance to be growing a little bit more. I think between the, the uh, DP World and the Japan Tour, we shall see. I think it's worthy of note, Paul, to mention PGA Championship and <coughs> one of the qualification routes in. Although it's not mm. written in steel, it's kind of a mythical invitation situation isn't it when you look at it but effectively if you can get into top 100 110 in the in the official world golf rankings you're pretty much going to get yourself a start at uh at oak hill at the in May. Yep. absolutely so to these players yep. you know, players in this field like jordan smith who's sitting 100th in the world right now uh, there's there's a few there's a few players dotted around not only this week as well i'm also thinking for mexico next week you know, you've got mm-hmm. Yannick Paul here at 115 in the official world golf rankings. Yep. Rasmus Hoygaard, 118. You've got players here that if they have a good week, 
Bearing in mind, the team event over in New Orleans has no world ranking points against it at all, as you would suspect. It's a, it could be a big week for some of these guys to actually get themselves a, a stamp into the PGA Championship next what, next month. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, you know, and that, that's coming to the thought process of a couple of the guys near the top of my selections this week. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it isn't written in stone, but um, you know, every year it's the top hundred, and then if there's um, if there's scope for a few more players to be added to the list, it, as you say, it can go down to 105, 108, 110, that kind of number, can't it? Yeah. In terms of uh, world rankings, so those guys are sitting on that bubble or just outside it, and you know, you know, a, a win in this event would uh, would elevate players, you know, who are sitting in the mid one fifties, uh, right on the right on the cusp of that, potentially inside the top hundred. So, mm. uh, there's a good carrot there for some, and in fact. Antoine Rosner, who is my um, headline selection this week, twenty-five to one. I backed him eight places each way uh, with the each, uh, each way extra from Bet Three Six Five. He can take twenty-eight to one with fewer places this week, but twenty-five to one with eight is the way I've played it. Um, Antoine Rosner, he's one. You know, he's a case in point. He's sitting there. I think it was one hundred thirty-sixth. One thirty-eight. Bracket. One thirty-eight. One thirty-eight. Yeah. So, so yeah. For him, a win this week would catapult him right on the. You know, you'd have to do the math, but I, I'd, I'd imagine he'll be right on the cusp of that uh, top one hundred and uh, and staring at a a PGA Championship start, which for a player like Rosner, absolutely got to be a got to be a focus for him. And for me, I, he's sitting there in seventh place in the betting at the moment. I, you know, I could see him, you know, in another world, you know, sitting in. Second, potentially challenging uh, Rasmus Hoygaard for for favouritism for this. I, it, it feels like he's um, he's been a little bit overlooked in the market, and he's the kind of player for me who turns out stacks of greens and regulation and should fit this course really nicely. Third for greens and regulation last season, ninth for greens and regulation so far this season. In some decent form as well. One in Mauritius in December that was at nineteen under, so you can get to a decent winning total. More recently, sixth in Singapore, fifth in Thailand when uh, we'd backed him that week. Third, last time out, the SDC Championship. Now, that was another Jack Nicholas design that week as well. So, playing some nice stuff. There was a miscut in between times as well, which uh, another event where I backed him. So, you know, he's a player that I've been putting up quite regularly this year so far but I do believe he's very close to another win and I you know this could well be the the kind of match that suits him quite nicely I think uh, in terms of winning scores again you know 19 under in Mauritius he shot 25 under to win um, in Dubai back in 2020 so if he putts well this week and he can get really quite streaky with a putter I think Antoine Rosner could go very, very close this week. Uh, similar kind of price, actually, just below him in the betting. Um, and you just mentioned him, Steve. I've also backed Yannick Paul. And again, very similar kind of justification, really. He's, he's got that uh, opportunity to make the uh, PGA Championship this week. 30 to 1, I backed him out with, um, again, with eight places each way with 365. Um, and there's another one who I've backed recently. He's come close for us recently. Now, I'm sure you'll both remember the Indian Open where he'd led by five at the halfway uh, stage. And I know you can't count your chickens, but you know, five-shot lead at halfway is... The conversion rate from there is really quite strong. I think it's in the 70% bracket, historically, on the DP World Tour. 
Um, but yeah, he eventually got reeled in by Marcel CM, didn't he? Didn't happen that week, which was uh, a bit disappointing. Uh, disappointing for him. Disappointing for me. <laughs> that was nearly two months ago now, so plenty of time for for him and for me to get over that uh, over that defeat. But he was eighteen to one. I put him up eighteen to one that week. He's thirty to one this week. Um, now, unless I've missed something, I haven't seen that he's lost an arm or something like that in the meantime. So. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's similarish kind of level. I I don't get it. Um, thirty to one, I've got to take it. Um, because you know he's, he's in some great form. And there's another. It hits lots of greens. Tenth for greens and reg last season. Fifteenth so far for this season. In India, he topped that stat. He was eighty-eight point nine percent. A massive amount of greens and regulation for this. Um, you know, absolutely ideal. And you can make a birdies and eagles. He was second in Thailand recently. He made two two eagles, 22 birdies. And uh, in the meantime, since his last win, he's sat back and watched um, compatriot Nick Backham win as well. Another German, another talented German. That was on the last regular DP World Tour event. So perhaps uh, Yannick Paul will follow um, in his footsteps, you know, follow up from Nick Backham's win and... Uh, Make it another German success this week. We shall see. Um, from a local perspective, um, I did look at uh, Rikuya Hoshino. And, you know, he, as I say, he's been backed off the boards and there's a case to be made there for him. As you said, Steve, second of first year last year, second on his last start as well. 25 to 1, though. You know, if it had been in the 40, 50 to 1 bracket, then I think I could have stomached that, but the price has gone. Uh, price has disappeared. He could well contend, but you know, more than double the price. Personally, I prefer uh, Masahiro Karamura. Now he's available right now, sixty to one, with again eight places each way. Again with Bet three six five standout price, standout terms with that uh, uh, with that particular firm this week on Karamura. So um, yeah, I, I couldn't resist that. Far more experienced Karamura at uh, DP World Tour level. Uh, 29 now, still searching for that second career win. He won in on Jap- Japanese soil way back 2013 when he was a youngster. He won the uh, Panasonic Open, which was a, a co-sanctioned affair between the Japanese and the Asian Tour at the time. So nearly a decade ago, um, you know, youngster back then. Um, and uh, no wins since, but there's plenty of signs that he's, uh, he's well capable of winning. Second behind Bob McIntyre at the 2020 Cyprus Showdown. Loads of top 10 since then. More recently, 17th at the Indian Open in February. Um, second at the Kenya Open on his last start. So some decent incoming form to this. It's 43 birdies he made um, over those last two starts in combined. Putter warming up very nicely. Back on home soil now. Perhaps he can go one better. He's finished fourth, um, four times, sorry, he's finished runner-up on Japanese soil over the years, um, as well as his Panasonic Open win. So he's very comfortable back at home. Um, seems to be one that's knocking on the door. And Yeah, for me, 60-1 to one for Kawamura um, versus 25-1 to one for Hoshino. It just wasn't even, a, wasn't even a debate in my mind. Just got to be taken. And the final one I've backed, a bit longer price, Callum Hill, 125 to 1. I've taken him with six places. If you want extended places, you're getting kind of 90, maybe 100 to 1. Um, but I've backed him 125 to 1. Couldn't resist the price. 
he seems to be finally fit and healthy after that's you know last season 22 2022 season which was horribly blighted by injury and that nerve damage um which was caused by an insect bite you know really odd kind of injury that's just kept him uh, laid low for for most of 2022 real shame is he looked uh, he looked to be on a massive positive trajectory back in 2021 it's a really good form fourth at the Saudi international eighth and fourth at the Cowan country club eighth at the belfry uh, fourth at uh, Fairmont St Andrews, another low-scoring event. Eventually won at the London Club um, down in Kent, and that was another Jack Nicholas design that week as well. When he's at, when he's playing his best, Callum Hill he hits tons of greens, um, and there's a hint that that's been returning the late fifth for greens in regulation at the Dubai Desert Classic. He finished thirteenth there overall, and some good spiky rounds since sixty-five. He shot in Singapore, sixty-four in Kenya. Last time out of Stain City, it opened and closed with um, rounds of 66. So he's not 100% there by the looks of it, but he's getting closer and closer. And at 125 to 1, I'm happy to take a chance that uh, after a little break, he can come back and really fire this week. Uh, potentially get himself into the each way places or better. We shall see. Anyway, that's my four. Callum Hill, Masa, Masahiro Karamura, Yannick Paul and Antoine Rosner. Now, Barry, I know you've been uh, poorly and uh, out in Portugal, but have you, have you managed to pluck out any uh, fancies for this week? Um, I'm going to follow you in Kawamura. Don't need to do any more research than uh, follow the hot hands that is Paul Williams. Um, <laughs> I was doing a bit of, yeah, jumping around there through the um, predictor and... What do you Alexander. what do you think to the new predictor, Barry? Oh, I really like it. Been singing it. its praises the last couple of weeks. Well, from the from the very beginning, I liked that it was dynamic. Just you know, anytime you moved a little slider, you started to see changes. Um, now that you could end up feeding into your own echo chamber by doing you know pushing sliders a bit heavier than maybe you wanted to <laughs> to see your guy who you fancy go up a bit more. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. I never thought of that. Oh, fancy that that guy. I'm going to up it from six to nine. Oh, he's up another spot. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, he he bombs us, right? Set that to 12. (laughs) But I do do like seeing the the dynamism of it. Um, The layout's great. Nice and clean, clear. And it looks like it's from modern times versus the old one, which... Uh, looked like it could have been printed out on a dot matrix printer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was from 2008 times, believe us. Yeah, yeah. unreal. Um, yeah. Can't, I can't argue with it. So, oh, um, that's good news. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I'm just. Checks I'm not post. getting. Pa- I'm not getting paid. <laughs> so to say, no, I don't get paid. He's not. I don't get paid. I don't get paid for my opinions. They're not valuable enough. Barry um, always tells us when something's crap. That's for certain. Yeah, don't hold any punches there. Pull any punches there. So yeah, Alexander Bjork popped at the top of my model. Uh, did a little stroke scan approach, greens and reg, driving distance, a little bit of accuracy. Just just who who's on a little bit of form and who's got these skill sets. So he popped there. And then at number four in my list, uh, Daniel Gavins came in at a fantastic over 200 to 1. So I've gone and grabbed him max places on the Bet365. I think he... Uh, what should it end up at? Two two five, 
as usual, just as you're about to put a bet on, it's like price has changed. So, um, yeah. They can so those, read your mind, Barry. I think they can, yeah. Um, anyway, those those two have popped for me. They're just like complete off the cuff, but same as every other week when I'm betting off the cuff. Um, Why not? Hard to know. I mean, think, yeah, is is the thing with Gavin's is we know he can get over the line, which uh, many of these players uh, really struggle to. So, yeah, if he finds himself in position, if he can keep his head. You know, on, on the final day, then uh, yeah, potentially. I mean, it's kind of Good. interesting if you look at his, just looking at the uh, combi stats. You know, he's played three times since his win. One was a 22nd. He had a little couplet, a miscut, and a 77th, which is not ideal. But, you know, only four tournaments ago, he has a win, and he's out mm. over 200 to 1. Just yeah. something's, something's wrong there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he can get over the line. It's, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, interesting bet. Um, what about you, Steve? This is where the uh, podcast goes downhill quickly in my pronunciations, but although <laughs> clearly <laughs> listeners are, are well aware of that. Takumi Kanaya, 35 to 1, was my first bet this morning. Fourth last week, and we know with Kanaya, he's a guy that can mix it at a world level. I can remember yeah. him being dissed severely last year when he was getting off the plane at Austin, Texas. Who's this guy from Japan? Never heard of him. Blah, 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 blah. He beat Tony Finau, Lucas Herbert, and then Lucas Herbert in a playoff to reach the last 16 of the world match play. So the guy can clearly play, yes? I can also remember... Don't forget, this this Japan tour is strong, yeah? I, for me, it's probably the third strongest, you know, behind the DP and the PGA, clearly. Uh, we're talking officially world golf rank tours, by the way, not exhibition tours. Um, he was seventh in the Zozo uh, a couple of years ago. Now, as we know, that you know, the Zozo, they, throw, they, they fly over plenty of PGA tours best. Matsuama won it. Uh, we have Mackenzie Hughes up there, Matt Wallace, Brendan Grace, and there's you know Takumi Kanaya tying with Keegan Bradley, Tommy Fleetwood, and Colin Morikara in seven. This guy can play, so I uh, I just like the mix of his current form is excellent. Um, I just think he's going to go well. Thirty-five to one. He was also in the top five of the predictor model I produced this morning, which focused on lots of uh, fairways and greens hit. The other Japanese player I like the look of, and he is a full-time member of the DP World Tour, I believe, is Ryo Hisatsuni. Yep. Tenth at the Hero Indian Open. He was third at the Kenya Open. You go to the end of last season, again, twelfth at that Zozo. So, you know, Japan Tour with the PGA Tour, high level. Second at the Australian PGA Championship. And that Australian PGA Championship was the one that Cam Smith won. Yeah. And it had a decent field as well. And there's Rio just sitting there, tied second behind Cam Smith. So, you know, this guy can clearly play 55 to 1. Yeah. I took a bit of that as well. Played the course a couple of times as well, the 30th place. So he's got... uh, At least had a sight around here, which a few of the... You know, a lot of the other guys... Um, haven't had so uh, no. I can see your logic with both of those guys. They you know they they, they do stick out um, on certain 
stats and certain elements. Just to put so. that PGA Championship form in Australia into some kind of, you know, he was uh, he was second. Minwoo Lee was fourth. Takumi Kanaya was seventh with Greg Chalmers. Kawa Muir was in there. Cam Davis. You know, these are good players. Mark Leishman, 12th. Yeah. So he can mix it very, very much. I'm also toying. You know, you're talking about a bit of value. I'm to- toying. You know, he, we know this guy either contends or he misses the cut. But I'm seeing 45 to 1 on Andre Arnaz. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, seems a big price. Sometimes with him, he's like favourite or second favourite. And then you look at next week and he's kind of 12th or 15th favourite. Mm. He was second in Kenya, wasn't he? He was second in an event a few outings ago. It's, it's so, it is hit and miss, and you catch him on the right week and. Um, you know, he can fly. And again, these relatively short mm. uh, park, Parkland-style tracks would seem to be where he comes to life. That's right. He goes well in yeah. Kenya, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So I might, throw, I might throw a couple of pound each way on him as well. Yeah. He's not the kind of one that you'd put all your eggs in one basket for from a DraftKings perspective. No. Because if he misses a cut, he kills your team. He's but, a bet. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, in terms of a bet, yeah, it misses the cut. You know, you, you take it on the chin. He, go, he goes and wins or or places at a, a reasonable price. Yeah, that's right. Possible. You, you've got second in Kenya going way back to 2019. He was second at that SDC Championship in South Africa a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then of course yep. week after misses the cut. But that, that that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have a couple of quid on Arnaus as well. So Arnaus, Kanaya, and Hizat Sunni. They're, those are my three. Very good. Well, we've got it covered then, boys. Hmm. Barry, I hope you get better. You sound like um, you sound like you're one step away from uh, visiting the GP. Oh, it's fine. It's just um, just a dose of man flu, you know, the usual. But um... <laughs> what was the beer of well, choice, you... by the way, out in uh, Portugal? It was Superbock. Oh, Superbock. Yeah. yeah. Very, uh, very easy to um, <laughs> use that as a water substitute when it was a hot, it was hot out in the golf course. Very Moorish. <laughs> yeah, very that that and, that that and gin and tonics and coffee cups went down quite well. And of course, you felt like you were doing something uh, illicit when you had a gin and tonic and a coffee cup. So, um, <laughs> yeah, re- re- really enjoyable week. Golf, just nice to see the golf ball not plug. Um, it's just it's a great time of year to to be out there uh just as as the winter season's ending here you just you kind of get a kickstart uh to the what it will feel like in a few weeks in summertime you know the temperatures were 23 to 28 i say like i'm working for tours in portugal here <laughs> but yeah it's just um it's something we're just not used to having that predictability day after day of just blue skies Nice, nice, uh, nice sunny day. Not too hot, not too cold. Like Goldilocks conditions. Sounds idyllic. It is. It is. It was. Yeah. So um, anyway, maybe next time might not uh, might put uh, might not have quite as many beverages. Kind of the uh, the the got the golf scoring went uh, started high and kind of went a little bit uh, tailed off towards the end of the week as the uh, things built up, but yeah. Um, it's all part of the fun of it Barry yeah I can't be going away with mates so it's good fun Mm. 
Well, it sounds like you had a lovely week away, so good, good. It's good to have you back on the podcast. We always get notes when you're not around. Where's Barry? Why is Barry not on the pod? Well, he's back. He's back. Right. I hope your bets go well, gentlemen. Best of luck, boys. You too, boys. Uh, I hope your bets go well in the audience. Of course, please bet responsibly. We're going to be back next week with the Career Championship presented by Genesis. And we've also got the Mexico Open and the return of John Rahm, who's defending that particular title. See you again soon. If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system